You're listening to Song Stories. I'm Sophia Bromowitz. In the fall of 2019, I taught a writing class at the University of Virginia called American Roots Music. At the end of the semester, I asked my students to pick a song from the 20th century and tell a story about it. Each writer approached their song with different questions. How are the song's musicians influenced by their setting, by their personal lives, or by their collaborators? How do we as listeners feel different responses to different kinds of music? And where do these feelings come from? What did a song mean then, and what does it mean now? You can hear their answers to these questions and more by listening to their podcasts. Today we're going to hear about the song Brenda's Got a Baby by Tupac. This episode was written, produced, and performed by Danielle Heyer. When it comes to influential music, one of the first genres I can think of is rap. Although rap music only began in the mid-1970s, its impact can be seen all across the world, especially right here in the United States. However, the genre comes with a bad reputation. Some critics have stated that hip-hop glorifies and encourages violence. But as Trisha Rose states in her book, The Hip-Hop Wars, quote, the perception of violence in rap music lyrics is affected by larger societal perception and stereotypes of African Americans, end quote. It makes sense. Although rap lyrics are usually filled with vulgar language and violent experiences, what truly makes people upset about the genre is the stereotypes they associate with African Americans. Rap music usually involves topics of criminality, violence, and sexual deviance. These are all topics that some associate with African Americans as a race. Although these racist ideas continue to plague rap music in the African American community, they still cannot take away the fact that this genre helps to convey the problems that the urban four have been facing for decades. It is also important to recognize that the rappers who make music within this genre will and continue to be the storytellers of the urban poor and advocates for change. Through their lyrics, they express the issues they see within their community and want to fix. When I think about one rapper who advocates for his community through rap music, the first person who pops into my mind is Tupac Shakur. Tupac is someone who is not just a rapper, but an activist across the spectrum. From social to economic problems, he helps spread awareness of these issues through his poetic lyrics. One example can be seen within his song, Brenda's Got a Baby. Although the song seems like it's only a story about a girl named Brenda with an unfortunate life, it's so much more than that. In less than three minutes, Tupac brings up themes of substance abuse, teen pregnancy, sexual exploitation, poverty, broken families, and rape based on a true story he heard about within his own community. Although this podcast, we, we will only be focusing on a few of these themes, it is important to see some of the issues he brings awareness to in just one song. In the beginning of Brenda's Got a Baby, one of the verses Tupac raps is, Brenda got herself a boyfriend. Her boyfriend was a cousin. Now let's watch the joy. And she tried to hide a pregnancy from a family who really didn't care to see or give a damn if she went out and had a church of kids. As long as when the check came, they got first dips. Within these lines, he first exposes his listeners to the teen pregnancy that is too common within urban communities. According to the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, there were almost 6,000 teen births in California the the year Brenda's Got a Baby was released. Most of the young girls who became pregnant during this time lived in the communities Tupac advocated for in his music. 
When these girls become pregnant so young, they have a greater risk of economic and social disadvantages. Most of them do not continue their education past a high school diploma, which causes them to stay within the cycle of poverty. Even their child becomes 33% more likely to get pregnant as a teenager. Here, Tupac is trying to advocate for urban communities to gain resources that could help reduce teen pregnancy and prevent the cycle from continuing. These lines also showcase the intense poverty many of these communities face. Although Brenda is only 12 years old and is pregnant by her cousin, her family doesn't care that much about the situation she is in. They only care about the welfare checks her baby will bring in. Even though it's sad to see the broken family structure Brenda has to deal with, it's not uncommon for families in urban communities to share these ways of thinking due to poverty. According to Thomas Cook, a professor at the University of Connecticut, there were at least 8 million people living in high-poverty urban neighborhoods in 1990. Most of these individuals were dependent on government welfare, such as food stamps and subsidized housing. Even while participating in these programs, it's still difficult for these individuals to afford the basic necessities they need to survive. Poverty then becomes a vicious cycle where people will do whatever they can to either survive or escape it. Without directly stating it, Tupac reversed to the devastating effects poverty has on urban communities, especially involving family structures and attitudes. At the end of the song, Tupac raps, so now what's next? It ain't nothing left to sell. So CC sex has a way of leaving hell. It's paying the rent. So she really can't complain. Prostitute fam, swing. And Brenda's a name. She's got a baby. Brenda eventually becomes a prostitute to support herself and her baby after becoming homeless, but is eventually murdered. Here, Tupac shows the destructive effects of sexual exploitation of children in urban communities. According to Laura Garcia of Washington University in St. Louis, children who experienced sexual exploitation had, quote, increased rates of mental health issues such as depression and post-traumatic stress disorder and had elevated rates of trauma, were more likely to use drugs, had an increased risk of housing instability, and were more susceptible to homicide, end quote. Unfortunately, African-American girls are more likely to engage in prostitution than their Caucasian counterparts, which puts them at an even higher risk to experience these repercussions of sexual exploitation. Within these lines, Tupac uses Brenda to showcase the horrific consequences of child prostitution. Due to the condition Brenda's had to grow up in, her community fails to save her from her untimely death. It is clear to see that Tupac is calling for more resources within urban communities so this exploitation can be prevented. These lines also refer to the continuous cycle that, that occurs within urban communities. After Brenda is murdered, Tupac states, She's got To remind the listener that she has left a child behind who will be raised in the same environment she was. Ending the song the way he did, Tupac showcases the continuous cycle of poverty, teen pregnancy, sexual exploitation, and substance abuse that occurs within these communities that her child will have to face. Although her story is tragic, it is not far from reality. Tupac raises awareness through the entire song of the issues that will continue to plague urban communities if they do not receive the resources they need to help advance these individuals into better places within society. Although Brenda's Got a Baby is just one example of Tupac's activism, lyrics throughout all his songs show he used his music as a tool to push social and political reform. One example can be seen in 
His album, Two Apocalypse Now, was featured Brenda's Got a Baby in other songs such as Trap. They got me trapped, can barely walk the city streets without a cop harassing me, searching me, then asking my identity. Hands up, throw me up against the wall, didn't do a thing at all, telling you one day these suckers gotta fall. Which discussed police brutality and words of wisdom. Inferior, but with superior, break the chains on our brains that made us fear you. Blend allegiance to a flag that neglects us, honor a man that refused to respect us. Emancipation, proclamation, please. Lincoln just said that to save the nation. These are lies that we've all accepted. Say no to drugs, but the government's kept it. Running through our community, killing the unity. The war on drugs is a war on you and me. And yet, they say this is the home of the free. You ask me, it's all about hypocrisy. The Constitution, no, it don't apply to me. And Lady Liberty, stupid bitch, lots. Which referred to racial discrimination within the United States. Although his music was not always the most popular, he used his fame as a rapper to bring important issues to light, whether it was through his music, interviews, or through his group, Thug Life. Even though the name sounds intimidating, Karen Stanford, a professor at California State University, Northridge, states how Thug Life was, quote, a group of inner city youth who used poetry and slash or rap to create activism with in their communities, end quote. Instead of getting involved with drug dealing and gangs, these young people dedicated themselves to helping their communities through music and poetry. Even after Tupac's death in 1996, his legacy of social, political, and economic activism continues to this day. Contemporary rappers such as Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole have followed Tupac's footsteps by releasing songs such as Oral Right. When you know we've been hurt, been down before. Nigga, when our pride was low, looking at the world like, where do we go? Nigga, and we hate po-po, wanna kill us dead in the street for sure. Nigga, I'm at the preacher's door, my knees getting weak and my gun might blow, but we gon' be alright, alright, nigga, we gon' be alright. And immortal. My weight up on the block, keep watch for the cops, got a lot of serving respectively which both refer to the struggles that many african americans still have to face today although rap as a genre has developed over time, its purpose has remained the same, to use music to provide insight and bring awareness to the issues urban communities have and will continue to face. In the next segment, we dig a little deeper into this song story. Danielle Heyer will reflect on what she figured out about the song and how she put this episode together. I'm Danielle Heyer. I'm a first year here at UVA from Orlando, Florida. I guess kind of like what I was focusing on in my like writing was writing about like rap music, something I've always been interested in. Um, it's always a genre that I've loved. Growing up, my dad was the first one to introduce me to rap, and my love kind of just grew over time. And I've always been, like, interested in learning about it. I think there's just so much knowledge and wealth in the genre that we don't really give uh, credit to. Um, And I think there's just, like, a lot of, like, 
reasons, a lot of systemic reasons, whether it's like racism or sexism and things like that. But it's just something I was just really interested in and I was really happy I was able to explore within the podcast. Yeah. And I mean, one cool thing about this podcast is it really felt to me like a culmination of your work because you'd been kind of working through these ideas and topics in a bunch of different songs. Could you talk about how you got to this point and how you chose this song in particular? So I can think about the first paper we wrote. I did you do a Tupac song and it was just like analyzing his music and it was great because I was able to look a lot into like the crack epidemic, a lot of like issues that he's been talking about within urban communities, a lot of issues that like I hold to my heart um, and then with my next paper was able to write about a song I hated which was about a rapper I didn't like which was uh, 6 9 um, <laughs> but it was great because I was able to talk also talk about some of the issues that are so important to me um, whether it's again like uh, people of color not um, African-Americans using the n-word and kind of like sexual exploitation of like kids um, things that you know, I just don't find okay. And then after, you know, developing my skills and kind of developing my interests, I was able to do with this podcast is go more in depth into Tupac because he was kind of the first rapper my dad introduced me to. So I always had like a deep love for his music. He's, he's a great poet as well. Um, the Rose I Grew Through the Concrete is like one of my favorite poems of all time. And I was able to, you know, explore a little bit about him and then more of the issues, again, that I was able to, that I've always been interested in learning, whether it was like substance abuse or sexual exploitation, especially with um, black females and um, like rape and things like that, issues that are important to me. And I've just was really excited to learn more about it. Yeah. And I mean, it was a really amazing podcast for how in-depth you were able to go with all of these kind of structural problems that you're interested in. Why Brenda's Got a Baby? Oh, with Brenda's Got a Baby, um, I think with uh, part of the song is that a lot of people don't understand like the deeper meaning. A lot of it at the surface level, it seems like it's just like a story about a girl. But when you go and researched it a little bit more, I was able to find out it was actually a true story about a 12-year-old girl who got pregnant by her cousin. It's kind of like um, the issue of like incest in like urban communities and sexual ex- exploitation since she was, she ended up becoming a prostitute. Um, poverty since her family, you know, were really the only thing they were looking forward to um, when she had the baby were the welfare checks that she would, re- would receive. And it was just kind of like all these issues that I feel like that are so important and they still plague urban communities today that I just wanted to highlight and show like, you know, this song, it is a story, but it's a story that has very deep structural meanings within our society. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's interesting to me that you picked Tupac, right? Who's this poet? Um, is there anything kind of particular or special that you found in the fact of this being like a song and not like a history book um i think with the song like with po- uh, with tupac in general is as a poet he has like a lot of metaphor he has like a lot of metaphorical meaning when it comes to his lyrics so it's kind of like oh i mean he could have you know just 
laid out the history or he could have been direct about it, but he used his words um, in a way to, it was, was the story, but it was also like this poetic, like deep understanding of like the communities that he grew up in and like the communities, like a lot of um, people of color, uh, people, um, disabled people and um, people who, you know, are poor in our communities that have to face. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when you were doing this research that you had a lot of material to work with. How did you decide what to focus on and what sort of stuff did you have to leave out? I think with uh, Brenda's Got a Baby, I mostly focused on her character, like in the song. So I focused more on like the sexual exploitation since she was a prostitute, she was only 12 years old. Um, I focused more on the poverty as well because that um, greatly affected her um, and her family. There was a part of the song where he talked about substance abuse, where her father was a drug addict. And I didn't go into, I mentioned it in the beginning of my podcast, but I didn't go in deep detail about it because there's so much to say about substance abuse in urban communities, especially in the time, like the crack epidemic of the 80s and the 90s. Um, But I just didn't have a, a lot of time. And I think I just wanted to focus more on like these other issues um, I think I also like brought up incest as well, and that's also an issue that is faced in urban communities, but I also wasn't able to go too in-depth about it because I didn't really want to talk about the villain. I want to talk more about like the survivor. Yeah, yeah, and I think that worked really well. It's a really wonderful podcast. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, man, I just have so many things I want to know. <laughs> I don't even know where to... Um, well, okay, so... We've talked a little bit about what you weren't able to include. Um, One thing that I like that you did include is, like, this was a discussion of a song, and it was a discussion of these structural problems that you're interested in researching in your own life. Um, It's also a discussion of genre. Could you talk about what you were trying to get at when you talk about hip-hop? I think what I wanted to get out of hip-hop is... When you listen, I feel like there's a huge like negative stereotype when it comes to the genre in general. A lot of people think it's violent and um, there's very vulgar with like the language they use. And I think I just wanted to show about the genre is that the reason why rap is seems vulgar and violent is just it showcases the experiences of the people who grew up in these communities, especially African Americans. And I just wanted to be able to showcase that in a way that, you know, sure, they use this vulgar language. Sure, some of the things they talk about are violent, but it just goes back to, like, the deeper issues that are within our our society, like systemic racism and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So this is, like, this is a lot of work that went into this kind of research. It's, like, just literal hours of work and, like, emotional work, too. Could you talk about making this podcast um, and how it was to work with this technology as well? Oh, so with the podcast, um, I think I was just so all over the place. I had so many ideas I wanted to explore and researching and being able to find sources that would relate to what I wanted to focus on was a lot of work. 
Um, I spent hours trying to find sources, um, a lot of like primary sources, like academic journals, things like that that would relate to my story. I had to look through books about hip hop um, in order to relate to the genre. I had to look up a lot about Tupac. Thank goodness there's a lot of academic writing on him. And I had to look up through the CDC, things about teen pregnancy and how it's an epidemic in um, our society. And it was just a lot of work. And trying to figure out how to make a podcast was a lot of work as well. But I was able to figure it out. And I think it was just a really great learning experience. I know now, like, I'm definitely capable of making another podcast in the future. And... Even though the technology was difficult, you know, it's not impossible. It wasn't impossible, which was great. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, is this form of storytelling something that you're interested in? Yeah, I think with me, I just want to be able to introduce, like, new ideas, like, information I feel like a lot of people don't know about in a way that it's, like, digestible for all people you know I was able like with my when I finished my podcast I was able to share it with like my grandparents and my mom and my dad and for them to like understand what I was talking about and you know learn a lot from what I was able to produce was just was great honestly yeah that's wonderful um yeah, a, a lot of people are going to get to hear it. It's really exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited. It's something I've always been passionate about, like all these issues. And I think it's just great that, you know, other people will be able to hear what I made. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you want to make sure that we talk about, about your process or about the material? Um, I think I, like, went over everything. I guess maybe the teen pregnancy that was, like, also, like, in important part of my um song since it was about this young girl getting pregnant and how it's like is still how it was it is still a huge epidemic in our country and I just wanted to highlight that and I feel like all the issues I've mentioned within my podcast are issues that we still face today and that we should look into you know going into these communities and providing resources so that they don't have to face these issues in the future. Thanks for listening to Song Stories. Song Stories is a member of the Virginia Audio Collective. Listen to the whole series and learn more at virginiaaudio.org.